Welcome to the section of our podcast we call In Conversation With, where we sit down with sports industry experts, women in sports and thought leaders and pioneers within the industry. My name is Lorraine and I'm joined by my co-host Patricia. Together with our amazing guests, we'll be discussing working data-driven, increasing visibility for women in sports, and leveraging tools such as a sports customer data platform to propel your sports organization to the next level. So without further ado, let's meet our guests. Our next guest, Maria Caicedo Cabrera, is the director of America de Cali Official Sports Training School in Bogota. At just 25 years old, she has many qualifications under her belt, including a bachelor's in psychology, a master's degree in executive coaching, sports and high performance psychology, and an MBA. Having just recently relocated back to Colombia from Spain, Maria is ready to make an impact in her country, to use her own words. Maria, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Lorraine. Thank you, Patricia. It's very nice to be here. It's amazing to have you on the podcast. But before we start, we like to start off with an icebreaker. Are you ready for an icebreaker? I think I am. Perfect. What's your favorite quote, expression or motto and why is it your favorite? That would be, it's just with faith. In Spanish is con fe. Uh, which basically is something that I have been using for the past years. It just came to me and, and I just started using it with everything that happened. The good, the bad, I'm just saying with faith because it can go good or it could go bad, but it's just like a learning experience and we could get something out of it. So every time I go into a project or every time I make decision in my life, personal or, or work life, I just go with faith and I try to also promote that with people, just have faith and it's going to be okay. Awesome, awesome. You have quite an impressive resume, Maria, and it's obvious from that intro. So can you please tell us a bit more about your journey into sports and how you ended up actually pursuing sports as a career? Yeah, of course. Um, it all started, I think, in middle school where I started like doing sports in in as a as a coping mechanism, kind of, because I was going through a stage in life where I was not kind of fitting in. I was in school and it was an American school uh, based in Peru. So it was like a lot of changes for me. And my coping mechanism was actually sports. Uh, in middle school, I got into soccer. And then I started doing rock climbing, swimming, going to a gym, like focusing a lot of that because I, could, I was able to, to channel my emotions through it. Um, as I was going further into high school and then deciding what to study, um, I decided to focus my work on psychology, which is something that I really liked because I was able to connect with other people and their stories and help them out through understanding their emotions. And during my bachelor's, uh, my university was very business oriented, uh, but I also continued doing sports there. Uh, so I decided to look a little bit further into sports psychology more as a as a topic because in Spain um it is a very big pillar of work which is something that is not very well known in in Latin America so for me it was very interesting to see what was behind it and with that work and the experience in 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 my internship I realized that it was something that I really liked because I was able to connect with people 
in a sports uh, environment and give them with the with the tools to cope with their emotions with their feelings regarding what was i was also able to feel in the moment when i was in a in a finale for example or in a sports game which was very important for me um i was able to also like empathize with their emotion and help them cope with it so that the results were better um after that well i started doing some human resources uh i did my mba there and that's when i realized with those tools i was able or I, or I could be able to just combine both sports and, and the administrative aspect of it and do something that I really enjoyed by causing an impact in both in both fields, kind of. It's so impressive because you're only 25 years old and um, you are working as a director for America de Cali official sports training uh, school in Bogota. And just like you mentioned now, you have so many qualifications under your belt, including an MBA. This is not to discredit anyone else, of course, who is on a journey and who have might taken a bit longer, but I have to give credit where it's due. And then also ask you, you've touched upon this a little bit, talking about coping mechanism and helping the young children and just adolescents, you know, uh, in general. Like, but what would you say is, where does your drive come from? If you would take a step back and uh, ask yourself um, what it is that helps you want to do all of this. I think I have a very uh, big passion for learning. <laughs> it's just that in general, I need to be doing something a very, uh, I wouldn't say like hyperactive, but I'm just like a very active person, which I constantly have to be doing something. So I prefer to focus my attention on studying and certifying myself or just attending to courses. We know like this world is constantly changing and we need to be constantly changing and learning from it. We cannot stay just on, oh, I did an MBA and that's all. No, I think it goes further into that. And I think it goes also with your hobbies and your likes. So it's not just going into the academic part of it, but just also something you like, like how to sue or how to cook uh, Mexican soup, I don't know. Uh, it's something that you can go further into that and continue learning. And something that I've been doing a lot uh, in the past couple of years is just reading a lot and reading about um, even positive psychology or just authors, literature, MBA courses, like different type of topics to kind of like diversify that aspect as well. I think you cannot just focus on one thing because some some people ask me, like, why do you have like two masters instead of just doing your PhD, like what are you doing? And for me, the answer is I don't want to go too much into detail into something because I'm going to lose the focus of it. If I go a little bit into into one field and then a little bit into another, I think I can expand my mind and my knowledge even further than just focusing on the specific aspect of it. So for me, it, like I think the drive goes a little bit into that yeah definitely learning is a lifestyle at least for you which is really important yeah. especially like you said in this ever-evolving world that is uh, due to uh, digitalization like you said but also it sounds like you want to have an overview you want to see the big picture and in order to see the big picture you need to understand many different things not solely focus on one thing 
So you, you got in touch with us because you were on our newsletter and uh, subscriber list. And um, uh, you also, like you mentioned now, you have a keen interest in digitalization and sports and also working data-driven. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, why these type of topics would be important to you as a woman in sports or just in general as a person working within the sports industry? I think for me, it's more uh, about the industry, I think. Uh, our project started a little bit more of a, a year ago, a year and a half ago. So for me, the the motivation behind assisting all of these courses and, and, and trying to get a little bit more of information is just how I can apply that into my ongoing project. Because for me, this is an opportunity to build something from, from zero. So I want to do it with the right structures and the right processes. And that's something that I get also from another, like sharing stories and another uh, people's experiences. It's not something that is just theoretically, you need to do a step one, two, three, and four. No, but it's just regarding to the different uh, fields and the different uh, industries, you have different steps and different considerations to take in part. Something that I loved about uh, Data Talks is just how they focus on sports solely. So for me, it's just another perspective that goes further into detail and how can I apply, for example, digitalization or just having like an online store or our marketing, is our marketing doing it right? Um, it just gives me like more perspective into the field so I can like take some ideas out of it and apply it to my project and see how my audience is going to respond to that. And that's that's absolutely fantastic. But you mentioned um, our project and the project that we're working on. And maybe this is the perfect opportunity to then enlighten our listeners what what you mean by the project and maybe tell us a little bit more about what you do at your organization. So my organization focuses basically on promoting sports, uh, specifically soccer, to audiences from four years old to 17, 18 years old, uh, female and male. So for us, this is an opportunity to give, as I said, like for me, it was a coping mechanism or just like a safe space for our community um, and also to little kids to see if they really enjoy the sport because we also have four years old to one year, they wanna be the best soccer player in the world. And then the next year they wanna be the best piano player in the world. So it's just like, I think a, a process of experiencing likes and dislikes and for the ones that really like the, the sport is to give them the opportunity to go further into that. So our project bases on, on the formative aspect of it, which we have four years old to 15 kind of. And then we also have the club, which is America FC, uh, who focuses on ages from 10 till 17, 18, and it goes further into the competitive aspect of it. So we participate in the soccer league, we participate in different uh, tournaments, and the idea behind it is just give spaces and also get them opportunities for seekers to see them and, and see if they're talented enough, if they can go into professional football as well. And additionally from that, we want to focus like on a social aspect. How can we or in my, my, my sense, how can I promote psychology as another pillar of, pillar of work for them, their family members, and the coaches as well. So it's 
not only focusing on the on the sport itself, but also like on the participants, even the mother, the father, or the family member which is in charge. How can we help them get more tools to cope with a teenager that likes sports and wants to do something with their life? And that sometimes gets lost in translation because the pressure is on. They want them to good, do good. So just give them more mechanisms to communicate better, better to motivate them better going into that aspect also with the coaches because they need to continue learning as well interpersonal skills it's not just that they're certified certified coaches and they're going to do well job no it's continue to to promote that constant learning from them as well and additionally from that um, we want them to have different plans so if they want to focus on plan a sports we're going to do everything that is in our hands to make that possible but you need to have a plan B and we want to focus it on the academic aspect of it. So you, if you are not going to be able to be the best soccer player, but a good player, you can also go into the academic aspect of it, study something regarding sports and continue your work from there. Because as we know, the, the lifespan in quotes of a soccer player, it's very short in time and even more now because they're trying to make them the best at 15 years old and they're already playing with 25 years old so the, the the lifespan there like it goes a little bit short in time because at 30 years old they're already saying no it's too old it's not going to work so they need to have a plan b also for when that moment in life happens so that's kind of like what we're trying to promote in this project here in bogota yeah and i'm very interested in in this plan b that you talk about because um, just to not not push back, but just to kind of ex explore a little bit more on that, because some might say, well, if you have a dream, you have to put all your eggs in one basket and try to go for it as much as possible. So why is it important for you guys to take the approach of, no, you need to have a plan B and maybe as well touch upon like the context of that you are based in Colombia? Does that affect how you approach it? I believe that you have to focus solely on, on your plan A, but the market is tough. The market is tough. There's a lot of competition just because you want to be a, or you have the qualities to be a, an excellent player, soccer player, doesn't mean that you're going to have the opportunities to be one. So I think it goes hand in hand with the different uh, factors that take part of it. In Colombia in general, what we can see like in the general aspect is that we have players who do well outside Colombia. The soccer league here, here is not like the best, but we do have players who go outside and play in Europe or in the, in the US and they do very well. So here the market focuses on putting players from the inside to go out. And the focus is not really going into having players in the inside do well in the inside. So I think that that also plays a factor, like how the different market plays a role in each country or in each, in, in each team. And for us, that's a, a reality hit. We want to have dreams, we want to help them pursue what makes them happy and everything. But we just need to be the one that takes the, the leg and put it, puts it in the ground so they can like be realistic about what their objectives and their motives are because that's that's also a thing 
uh, we live in a third world country which has a lot of violence and history behind like narco traffic and things like that so they want to do well as a soccer player because they want to give money to their families and they want to take their worries out and everything so the motivation is one but when they start getting the money and start getting fame and start getting the pressure the motivation changes so i think our project focuses on 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 that as well which is like being being real to your true objective objective and motive behind it so that when you reach it you have your your physical capabilities but also mental ones to continue with it because we can also see that there are some players that they start doing well they go to one team another team and then ego hits money hits ladies hit and the dream falls apart so i think just going through experience and what we can see in the market and the information that we gather is just like the main focus of it to have always a plan b of course, we want the plan A to continue and to work, but if if it doesn't work, we want to give them like the backup plan so they don't get the motivation like very low and they, they don't want to do something about it. It's just like continue promoting that they can do something about it, even if your plan A doesn't work. Yeah, I just wanted to add on to that. It sounds like then basically you are providing them with an option A, but at the same time, you're giving them the whole toolkit to do and approach things in life in general, no matter what they decide to do with their lives. They will always have these valuable learnings that you have provided them with that they can apply to anything that they do, which is really, really cool. And in a little bit into that, it's just we want to focus on the on the human being because it is a human being, not because it is a good sport. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not I want to do this project because I want to have great athletes. No, I just want to create good people and good human beings so they can excel their capabilities and reach their goals. Yeah, and just to maybe uh, digress a little bit, what would have been your plan B? Oh, that's good. I think my plan B would be just human resources. I think my my the safe spot there will go go into the administrative aspect of it and just do human resources also focusing on the human being itself because i'd like to to promote change and step out of the box a little bit of the of the usual and and conservative aspect of it but i think that would that would have been my plan b if this didn't work but it is working and i'm glad (laughs) (laughs) exactly and hopefully for them as well it would be like yeah it's working and they'll be glad but exactly (laughs) like patricia said it is better to sort of be equipped for, um, yeah, for whatever may come, you know, so that when something happens, you're not completely taken off of balance and just shocked and can't survive. And it's a very refreshing um, take on it, you know, because we hear often about, oh yeah, just go for it, just put everything you can and just really go, 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 go. But it's also great to hear this balanced um, um, take on like, yeah, go, but, think things through the thing is just one little thing is my dad usually says the monkey does not leave one branch without taking the other one so mm. for me it's like that type of mentality like you need to work on something but you're not gonna just fall if it doesn't work so I think it goes a little bit into that and and I have to thank my dad for this <laughs> yeah it's a good metaphor it is yeah 
you can apply it to a lot of things but in in, in yeah. this aspect is very like it's very true and in terms of um you're obviously a woman and you are in yes. Colombia and you are in the sports industry um what has that experience been like being a woman in sports in Colombia i think it's been a kind of a challenge because basically prejudice starts to happen as well i'm just really young to have like this academic profile and that can sometimes be very like intimidating i feel it for the male population because we still live kind of in a in a macho culture here in colombia it's something common so even more in in the sports like industry and aspect uh when i'm in a meeting i'm basically the only girl sometimes in my in my work and my team i was the only girl for the past year and a half and just two weeks ago i just hired like another woman so it's kind of hard because there's also not a lot of interest in in women to go into sports because of that same like mentality and limitation that we have that no it's just like sports and it's just for male the male population and everything but it's just for me it's been a challenge um for myself to be and to feel confident and and okay with it by being a girl but also to tell myself that I'm capable of of doing it and with my work and my experience and my expertise that I can have a, a very nice project going on and and just because I'm a girl it doesn't mean that I'm going to do something bad or something good it's just that I have the knowledge and I have the capabilities and I'm trying to to do it so I think I think for me I think that's that's the challenge just to break down the the limitations and the barriers that we have as a as a society with all the social constructs that we have to with gender I was going to ask you like about um, the biggest <laughs> challenges that you've you've faced but I guess um you've already answered that but maybe to kind of go back to sort of to the other to the flip side what have been the biggest highlights of your career so far because you're still obviously in the industry so something must be keeping you there besides just your passion so in terms of your experience what have you experienced that you you have been really excited about I think um the highlight of it was just getting the opportunity like receiving the call and that person thinking of me for this project saying maybe you're the right fit and just showing them that that I am the person in charge of this project he usually says that he hit the jackpot because I'm a really hard working person and I'm kind of a perfectionist to a certain extent so I like to do everything very good and I just I'm very passionate about what I do and that I think is something that shows in in the work so if you're very passionate and motivated about something you're going to do even better than if you're just working because you have to I think it's it's kind of like my mentality so I think the biggest highlight for me is just like showing everyone that I'm capable of doing it and I'm excellent at my work I can I can say that and just in a way not to be mean and rude just keep their mouths shut <laughs> in that sense and just show by action and not just by saying something just actions speak louder than words I think that's also like a, a very nice quote to put out there and that if you're very passionate about something like it's going to show
But actually, um, just because uh, you just said when you got the call about the project, the person in, <laughs> in charge of the project, and maybe like it would be a great opportunity now to kind of tell tell us the story of how you got the job so that our listeners can actually understand what you mean by uh, the person who got the call and all that kind of stuff. And just tell us that story. Yeah, a little bit of background story. Um, it goes, I was working in human resources in an NGO. I wasn't able to continue my, my internship in sports because of budget. That's also another factor here. There's not a lot of budget to go into, into, into sports. So I decided to go with my plan B while something happened. So I decided to do the human resources. Also, I started doing my MBA while I was working. And a year and a half passed. And this person, uh, which was the one also that I met for my internship, called me and he told me like, hey, Mafia, what are you doing? What are your plans? Do you know about marketing? Do you know about certain things that go into like creating something? <laughs> And he told me, like, I really like your profile. I really like that you're a, a girl because I believe that sometimes women can do better than men in, in certain things. And we have this limitation that they can't. So I really like your profile and I really like that you're a woman. And I want you to to direct this. I want you to to be the head of it, of this. Of course, I was kind of scared <laughs> and, and kind of shocked by all of this. And I told him, like, I, I need you to guide me through this because it's not something that I can just do because I want to do it or because you tell me to do it. I just, I, I need this, this guide. And he told me that, yeah, I can do it. This person, I'm not going to say names, but this person has more than 40 years in sports, specifically in, in soccer and football. Uh, he has been president of clubs, presidents of, of the federation. He has been, he has top experience. So I, I don't know. I think it's just life puts you people when the time is right. And I think that timing was just excellent. So then I decided to quit my job and believe in this. And the budget was really low and it's really low, but we're just like starting from zero and, and just working with it because that is also that, that comes to mind. And maybe I'm going to go further into this, which is you start second guessing yourself because you're stepping out of the comfort zone and the conservative aspect of it of just like you need to grow up and study and study something and specialize in something and then work in a big industry or a multinational and you're going to have a great life. That is the script. So when you're stepping out of that script, you start second guessing yourself or when you're not gaining as much as before or something, you start second guessing yourself and it goes into into a reflective trip full of thoughts and ideas and emotions that you have to, in a way, handle and put to ground before making a decision and say, okay, I'm ready, I'm going to continue with this, or just this is not for me and I'm just going to leave it aside. So the background story of this is just this person is, is a great uh, leader, a great guide. And what I love is that we have a lot of empathy and I think the empathy goes into believing that women can do a great job in not even in the sports industry, but any industry, if they believe it. So I think our, our values and our motives go hand in hand. And I think also this is why it is working. So I'm able to say that it was just like a great opportunity that came to my hand because I was not looking for it. Like I was looking for opportunities, but I was not expecting this one. And it was just like the 
the the right opportunity that just fitted to my mindset and my values and it it just it just going well so that's kind of like a little bit of context and reflection about how it all started yeah that's very inspiring and once again you're so young and you're just beginning your journey and um although you said that the opportunity sort of found you you have made sure to put yourself out there and done a lot of hard work so of course the eventually you will reap fruits and you will find these opportunities or they will find you in this case so uh, you will definitely be seeing more exciting things to come of course on your journey so what impact do you want to have in the sports industry then if we would think in the future so to say this could be in a couple of years it could be 20 but in general what impact do you hope to have brought to the sports industry i think i would divide my answer into with the organization and then with the personal level of it the impact with the organization i want to build something big huge <laughs> that continues to give this space to to little kids and little girls and boys that are trying to understand the world that is going in this changing perspective which is constantly changing i think even more uh, now than before so i want to construct something very well structured organized with a lot of processes but that is easy going that is not just something that has to be in this way but it's just like is he going to work with like the good cultural organization as well and that the purpose behind it doesn't get lost right now because we started with like a very few players we started like with five and then 12 and then it started growing the process is very like personalized so the father or the mother of the of the child can come to me or can come to a coach and ask questions and it just gets answers and it's just very immediate the process of of just solving doubts or or anything so i think i want to keep that safe to give them that personalized aspect of it and it is not converted into a project that is just like structure and you're just another person that gives us money because it's not like that so i don't want to lose like the value of this project and the objective behind it as it goes further because right now we have like around 100 players and it's becoming tougher and tougher every time because we need more people and we need more resources and we need more things to think and continue and the time is very limited as well so i don't want to lose that and in the personal aspect the impact i want to create is just i think being being someone that motivates different girls to be kind of like a role model that someone can say if if she was able to do it i want to do it myself and i think the work starts from within that's why i'm here there's a lot of opportunities outside but i want to create an impact here in my home country where i feel is very much needed and it's very much needed also that this female role takes a charge of, of in charge of the situation and and create something out of it i think we have great opportunities here it's like a ongoing market kind of in a way for for like entrepreneurship and projects but we just need to start with something and for me in the in the personal and in the like work aspect of it the impact i want to create is just a story that can be shared and that can motivate other people to do the same or even more amazing and you you touched a little bit upon this about uh, women in sports being role models so what would you if you, if we would 
if you would give any woman in sports advice today, what would that advice be? I think in that in that case, it would be believe in yourself and don't lose track of your motives. Because I think in every industry, like you can start with something and an idea and then it gets, it gets shut down or they tell you, no, but if you do it in this way or if you do it in another way or so it's more of like, just believe in yourself and your capabilities because you're able to do something because of who you are, not because of people tell you what you are. And the motive behind it, I think is the most important part of it because you need to do something that makes you happy and that motivates you. And yes, the people around you are going to help you build it. But just there's a thin line <laughs> in which um, those comments can help build something up or break it down. So just like be be aware of that thin line and, and what people are telling you and don't, don't lose track, don't lose motive. And just always believe in yourself. I think due to personal experience, I think it's very hard as being girls, we, we are very like, we have a, a little bit of low self-esteem, we doubt ourselves, like there's a lot of things going in our mind that we just start second guessing a lot. And I see it with my brothers that they just go for it. They just don't don't think too much. So I think that's that's part of it, of just believing in yourself and believing that you can do something. And if, the, if it doesn't work, well, you can do another thing or you can put your plan B or C or D or whatever in into play and something will work eventually. But I think the more you believe in yourself and your motive behind it, the, the more and the bigger impact that you're going to cause. Yeah, I think that that's that I, I love that advice because that is applicable, I guess, for any situation for women, right? Because we've spoken a lot about imposter syndrome and heard this from other yeah. ladies on the podcast too, mentioning it. So it seems to be something that women need to work with everywhere. And the beautiful thing is that we can all do it. We can yeah. all start today. And like you said, just do it and believe in yourself. So that's really great advice. Awesome. And on that note, is there anything exciting that you are working on with your organization that you would like our listeners to check out? Yeah, right now we're working and trying to build something for the female population because uh, from all the players we have, shocker, we only have male players. So we want to do something also for the female audience. And we're working in June, July because it's the, the end of the semester in some of the schools. We're trying to work in a, in a summer camp type of thing, focusing only on girls to promote the sport and to promote the hobby. So if you want to check that out, you can follow us on, on social media, Instagram. We're at uh, Escuela America and America FC Bogota. If you want to check it out and, and see what we're working on. And we will have all the details in the description box below. So please check that out. Maria, thank you so very much for coming on to our podcast. It has been a pleasure. Yes, thank you so much. So the pleasure is all mine. Thank you for the initiative, Lorraine and Patricia. You're doing a great job. And, and thank you for the, for the space and for the listeners as well. It's great to share stories. And this is amazing. Thank you.
If your goal is to deliver a world-class supporter experience at every game and you want to know how you can meet that goal and get started today, then visit our website at datatalks.se and fill out our demo form to experience firsthand how we can help you. Or you can sign up for our masterclass or email list to get exclusive materials such as ebooks and case studies that will help you meet your goals better. Until next time, stay productive. Data Talks, we fill the stadium, you focus on the game.